Wendy Woodhall is the executive director of the Los Angeles Post-Production Group, which is this amazing group that meets almost monthly, right, to talk about technology and what's going on here in L.A. in the post world. And this was the first year of the L.A. Post-Fest. Wendy is the co-founder with Woody Woodhall, her husband. And I had the good fortune of being one of the judges, so I was involved in it from beginning to end. And Wendy, thank you, because we have some questions for you. Well, thanks for having me, Serena. It's good to talk to you. Tell people who may not know, what is the LA Post Fest? What was your goal and where was it held and who attended? Sure. So um, my group, the Los Angeles Post Production Group, LAPPG, has been around. We just celebrated yesterday our eighth anniversary. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. It coincided with my birthday, so we had an extra special celebration with cake, and it was a lot of fun. Oh, that's great. so what we found over the last eight years is that tools have become so accessible to people. Um, the price of, of programs and software and hardware has come down so much that a lot of people have access to, to things but don't necessarily have materials to use um, to use the tools with. So Material meaning, create... meaning, um, meaning footage and music? Footage, and what... mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. exactly, okay. All, all of that. So we wanted to create um, an opportunity for people in the post-production field around the world to get some footage, to be able to be creative, play with it, see what they came up with, and then for us to sort of put up the top, you know, the top ones, the winners, so that we can really explore how post-production plays such an important role in storytelling. So often we think, you know, um, the, the story's over when the camera wraps and the lights turned off and, you know, now, oh, it's just going into post-production. But the truth is so much of the storytelling does happen in post-production that we wanted to explore that and highlight that. And that's what this competition really did. We shot the film last May. Uh, it was a sci-fi short film shot on green screen. Um, we shot 4K with the Blackmagic Ursa, which was an amazing camera. And we um, released this footage or opened up the competition November um, of 2015 to anybody who wanted to enter anywhere they lived. So we had um, entrants from, oh, we had Australia, we had Austria, we had France, we had Chile, we had um, Qatar and Saudi Arabia and Canada and the U.S. So we really had a full international um, competition in our first year, which is really exciting. We sort of opened it up and didn't know what we were going to be getting. And we were so thrilled that it was as as extensive and as far-reaching as it was. So people who entered were able to download the script. It was a four-page, like I said, sci-fi script called Protocol. And um, they were able to download the footage and they downloaded additional assets. So we had music tracks from Sony Creative Software. We had um, uh, sound effects from Premium Beat. And we had... Um, the NASA footage. We had, we, Didn't we have... Oh, we, yes, we, yes. We had amazing footage, um, video and stills um, of uh, actual space footage from the European Southern Observatory. So people could basically take the footage, take the additional assets and the script, and then they were tasked with creating their own version of the film. 
And the only overlying rule was it had to be under eight minutes. We got over 200 um, back, and this was just our first year, so we were ecstatic with that. And after we went through all of them and we had several rounds of judging, um, we brought the top ones to the judges, and um, which, of course, you were a part of, Serena. And we had uh, Tony Orsina from editor from Modern Family, and we had Jay Miracle, who's an award Emmy Award-winning editor. We had the wonderful Norman Holland, who we're all fans of, professor at USC. And we had Juan Cabrera, who is a colorist and stereographer, um, most recently won some awards for his a, a little a little project he did called Star Wars uh, The Force Awakens. Yeah, just so, a small, a small little project. <laughs> a small project, yes. And we had Stephen Saltzman, who's a fantastic music editor. He recently worked on The Revenant. So we had an amazing judging panel, and they brought so much of their expertise and, and um, just, you know, knowledge about the post industry to the, to the judging. And we were able to come up with the films. Uh, Misha Tenenbaum won Best Film and Best Editing. Daniel Cota won Most Creative and Best Visual Effects. Aaron Ferris won Best Use of Sound and Music. And then we had two um, winners, that, which we called official selections, because although they didn't win specific awards, their projects were really fantastic, and we wanted to honor them. So, And that was um, Johan Martinez and Taylor Moore. So it was really it, it was exciting because we had everything from a 12-person team um, international team that did it to a student who did it um, between semesters in his uh, school's computer lab. So, you know, it was really interesting to see how different people attacked this challenge and, you know, what they did with the footage, how they told their story. And it was, it was just an exciting opportunity. They were completely different. When you think that the same visuals, the same music, the same special effects to choose from, oh, they were all completely different. It was really hard. Judging was difficult. So what do you think you and Woody learned from doing this about, uh, about the technique of, of creating a short film? Is when any- we set out to do this, we really wanted to make it as sort of open-ended, if you, if you will, in terms that, that people really got to choose the story that they want. So what happened was our director, um, Woody, my husband, directed the actors um, in specific ways, in three different ways, with sort of three different emotional tones. And so that was, for us, that was really exciting and interesting seeing what what the the tones that they, that were chosen and how that changed the story. Yeah. By tone, you meant relationship, right? So one, one version was... Um, they were mm-hmm. uh, simply co-workers. Another right. version was exactly. they weren't getting along anymore. And the third yeah. version was they were kind of exactly. attracted a little bit exactly. to each other. Am I right about so that? So yeah. that was really, that was really yeah. important to us. And what we found after doing this was that we definitely, in year two, we definitely want to continue with that um, because it really does help make these stories just so much more interesting than them all sort of having the same tone. So next year, we're going to keep doing that. We're still in pre-production on it, but just sort of more opportunities for for things to get interesting <laughs> and have different levels and, and explore relationships. Um, 
And then I think just in general, what we learned is there really is a huge hunger for, for, for content out there, for people to be able to explore their own skills, their storytelling ability, their post-production skills. A lot of people really reached out to us afterward and said, you know, this was really a gift that, that we gave them this thing that they've been looking for. You know, it would have cost them a lot of money to go and shoot this film and all of that. And, and we, we did that for them. And then we're able to sort of give them the footage and let them run with it. And that was really our goal was to, to make it accessible for everybody. There's a few specific things that stood out for me. One was that no matter what you chose, it really came down to telling the story. It had to do with relationship, with pacing. And one thing Norman commented on and we began talking about when we were judging was looking at the way the editors handle the reaction shots. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm what they call a predator. So I'm, I'm definitely not a full-time editor. And that focused me too and actually made me better at what I'm doing now because I'm paying more attention to the reaction shots because that is mm-hmm. your Greek chorus in a way, right? So yes. Absolutely. And, and since uh, I, too, since, since Norman had spoken about that, I, it was really interesting. I, I've been paying more attention. And, and one of the things, if we have different videos of our judges, and, and one of them, actually, Tony Orsino from Modern Family, would, brought the same thing up, how important the reaction shots are. That's what, that's what the audience is, is focusing on. And, and I think with storytelling, you know, so much of it is in, is in that. And, and this gave people a good opportunity to practice that skill. And Norman was so great the whole time. It just keep, you know, he kept reiterating to us, you know, the story, how important the story was. And last night we had Misha Tannenbaum come and speak at our group. And he won um, Best Film and Best Editing. And he spoke at length about... Um, it was interesting. He ended up having a 10-person team across four different continents, and um, he coordinated it all. But one of the things that he just kept beating on was the story and how, you know, he they had to really work on it. You know, even though it's on the page, what was it really about and what was the through line and and how he communicated with all these people all over the world um, to make sure that they were all telling the same, the same story, the same vision. And he showed us sort of the notes that he sent out and what, what shots really meant to the story. And it was really fascinating. I just felt like I had a whole workshop just, you know, just in storytelling from um, his short presentation last night. Now, are you going to put that video up on, the, on your site at some point in the future? Yes. That's that's a great that's a great question. Yes, we will be putting that up. And um, right now, all the winning films are up, um, so you can go see those at lapostfest.org um, under the winning films tab. Um, you can see the winning films, and um, also we have these, like I mentioned, these great uh, judges tutorials that I highly recommend just taking a look at because it's just wonderful insight. I think one of the things that was really interesting was there there were, and Woody mentioned this, I believe, when the entrants were starting to come in, he was getting emails and you were getting emails from people saying, I'm not finished, I'm not finished, and mm-hmm. and we just said, send it in anyway. The piece, the this short piece, which our listeners will see if they go on, on the website, I'll link up to it, 
um, it had a lot of effects in it, and some people just don't know how to do that. So what comes to mind is what Misha mm-hmm. was saying last night. Filmmaking is a team effort, and many mm-hmm. of us who are independent, and I'm guilty of this as well, we tend to do everything ourselves because we don't have the money to hire other people or we're afraid to ask for favors. But honestly, I think one of the reasons their film was so good, I mean, everyone involved with it was very talented, but they had a team working on it. So that yeah. helped. And the other thing is, um, obviously, we said story. We said reaction shots. Pacing's important. And mm-hmm. um, and it, it was just wonderful to be in that room with some of the best editors and music editors uh, it was funny too because I was in Berlin on my on my computer via Skype doing this and everyone should know that these were blind entries too. We had no idea as judges what we were looking at um, or whose piece we were looking at. So it was completely blind. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Wendy, I am so proud of both of you. Um, you are going to do this again next year? We are. We are. One of the things that um, we did find... Um, was that we want to give people a little bit more time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that they didn't have enough time. There was certainly enough time to do it. But I think some people, when they find out about, they found out about it late. So we want to give more lead time to people so that they can hopefully get on board a little bit earlier. Now, that being said, one of our official selections entered with, I think, eight days left. So <laughs> anything's wow. possible. Wow. He did the whole project in eight days. It was a very, very big project. So, um, you know, that hats off to him. That's pretty amazing. Um, but we just sort of want to get as many people involved as we can. So we are hopefully going to give a little bit more lead time the second year around. Um, but pretty much it's going to be the same, the same format. And we are going to be doing, I can't give too much away yet, but it, it will be a different genre. Um, you know, we did sci-fi the last time, so we're going to be, do, you know, doing something different. But there will be, you know, ex- um, we're going to be doing it green screen again, and it Great. should be an exciting experience. Oh, that'll be so much fun. Uh, let's talk for just a minute before we go. There are some people to thank. You were using Collaborator to move the footage and to, for people, right? So right. Who were some of the right. other, who were so, some of your other partners? Sure. Yes, yes. So Collaborate from Digital Rebellion was great. That That's the... Um, the cloud and um, asset management system we use to get everything to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and w- we had an amazing assortment of prize sponsors. We gave away uh, about $30,000 worth of amazing prizes. Um, we had tons and tons of media and association partners. But, you know, also hats off to Black Magic Design. They were with us from the very beginning. They believed in this. Um, sight unseen in terms of they knew we've worked together. They're one of our platinum sponsors, but they thought it was such a great idea. They knew that we could pull this off and they were just on board from day one. And they gave us the um, Ursa to use to shoot. And they also opened up and and really um, offered their uh, resolve to, you know, anybody who wanted to try to cut with it, um, not just use it for color, but use it as their NLE. And a lot of people did take them up on that, which was exciting to see. And um, we had uh, Sony Creative um, Software, and we had Premium Beat helping us. The other person who really gets a huge thank you is Michael Thomas, who came in and was the master of ceremonies. And really, didn't he just make the room? It, it just had a great buzz, a great vibe. 
people were excited. He was so charming and he's so authentic and he really, you know, set the tone for just a wonderful afternoon. Um, but the event sponsors also were key in that they helped us make this happen at the Arrow Theater. I don't know um, if your listeners know the Arrow Theater, but it's it's a really historic theater here in Santa Monica. It's run by the American Cinema Tech, and it's just an amazing place to see film. And um, G Technology and Other World Computing helped make that happen for us. So that was we can't thank them enough as well for for supporting this exciting endeavor. And we're we're looking forward to doing it again. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. It was really a fun, a fun day, a room full of excited filmmakers. Wendy, you and Woody are doing a great thing for the the production and post-production community. Thank you so much. So I've been speaking with Wendy Woodhall, the co-founder of LA Post Fest and the executive director of the long-running Los Angeles post-production group about the recent LA Post Fest, the winners, and some tips and tricks for you guys so that you have a better chance of winning next year when you register. Wendy, thank you so much. We'll be staying in touch with you. And uh, as soon as you have the dates and the place for next year, let us know and we'll post it. You got it, Serena. Thank you so much.